1: All right, and welcome to your aunt's brother in law's favorite podcast, Brews and Bruins, Episode 9. Uh, we have our usual crew here uh, from California. Well, not from California, but in California. <laughs> I've been to California before. But... <laughs> is our resident cowboy, Chris Gear, And then we have airing from New York, but potentially in Maryland right now. I don't know his where. I am in Maryland right now. All right, it is Town Sheriff cam hasbrook and i am your village idiot from massachusetts drew johnson and we got a good i don't know maybe we have a good podcast we're running out of things to talk about but i got a couple uh, things lined up for today yeah how are you you guys doing uh i'm doing pretty well here um
0: i'm feeling pretty good today boys i got a little pre-pod workout in Uh, i reminded myself real quickly why i don't do distance runs Um, (laughs) playing hockey my whole life just did not set me up well for distance. I'm much more of a sprints kind of guy. But, uh, I powered through it, and here we are, feeling pretty good for the pod. Uh, I'm drinking a Southern Tier Brewing Company Mango Crush. Uh, definitely one of the stranger beers I've had in a while, but I, I think I like it. It is a, uh, it's a sour ale brewed with mango puree and milk sugar. Not quite as sour as I was expecting, um for like a sour beer but it's definitely on the sweeter side if you like like fruitier beers but it actually is uh it's pretty good so i'll uh i'll shout
2: out southern tier for this one and uh yeah you can find me on twitter at cam hasbrook i like that brewery uh sour and milk in the same beer
0: uh yeah i will say it's not really i think i i think i get what they were going for it's not like milky because i was a little concerned about that too but like as i take a sip I think it's just like a it's like a smoother sweetness. It's not like overly tarty, which I I would I don't really get in a sour beer, but it actually kind of works. So, I think that's kind of what they were going for.
2: Okay. Well, I'm Chris Gear. Uh you know my Twitter. Uh I'm drinking a This is Not My Beautiful Wife Hazy Pale Ale from Fall Brewing Company, which is a little ways down the street from me. Uh people at home can't <coughs> see this, but just look at this oh, can. Man. That is an incredible. I want you to try to explain what is going That's on there. That's trippy. It is a, That's super trippy. It's like a black and white photo of a woman in a wedding dress, but instead of a human head, it has a snarling wolf head, and f- emanating from the wolf's mouth would be some sort of <clears> rainbow. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's Like, what are those things called?
0: I'm, tr- I'm losing the they, like, they, they should have said, it looks like they rainbow Road. Just called LSD, IPA. <laughs> yeah. like the color, like <laughs> spectrum things, like yeah, um, kind of like the Pink
2: Floyd album, like like a prism, yeah, <laughs> yeah, a prism. Um, that's the word I was going for. And in the middle of all that, it says, "My God, what have I done?" <laughs> so very interesting. I feel like good beer. That's. <laughs> I feel like it's gonna be
0: like a, uh, what's that like crazy drug where you feel like you're dying. Uh, oh, DMT um, I feel like it's PCP? DMT in a can <laughs> no I was thinking DMT but maybe PCB, I don't know I've never done it oh either. yeah yeah but... <laughs> yeah no you're right, you're, right, you're right I think once you get <clears> to a I
2: certain like... level of drugs they all kind of feel like you're dying I assume mom I haven't
1: <laughs> done either I promise yeah that's actually true
2: so a little shout out to the brewery Fall Brewing um, as well as Poorhouse Brewing and Stone Brewing they are doing carry out Stone actually just delivered some beer to my house today um, so we're fully stocked Uh, very thankful for all these breweries keeping open, serving our needs. And, uh, we're supporting them by giving them money.
1: Nice. I'm drinking a, uh, it's called a dash IPA. I don't know if they mean like run really fast or just like, you know, like a hyphen, but, uh, it's from mass landing brewery (laughs) company. Uh, and it, uh, they are out of Westbrook, Maine, great state of Maine. One of my favorites. Free and
2: independent state of Maine.
1: Yeah. Um, Just pretty good. I don't know. I drank it last week, too, but I didn't mention it. That was, like, one of my later beers. Um, Yeah, pretty good. Um, So, shout out to them, I suppose. It wasn't a great shout out to them, but... (laughs) but I suppose. (laughs) Honest feedback to them.
0: Uh, Apparently, Southern Tier Brewing Company is in New York. Mm Mm-hmm kind of surprising to me i would like i expected to be in the south somewhere
2: it's uh, the southern tier of, of upstate of new, york. new york
0: of up, well, i don't know where lakewood is i'm going to look this up because i'm very opinionated about what is and is not upstate new york well it's
2: not it's more like what people would call western new york i think
0: okay let's see so that's that's probably upstate That i just hate when people <clears throat> call like westchester like upstate new york they're like, oh, it's, like, right outside the city, so it or must like be upstate. like, Poughkeepsie, yeah. Yeah, I'm like, no, I'm like, it is quite literally the upper part of the state. Upstate, that's what the word is. It's not up north of New York
1: City, but, you know. I've mess. been to upstate New York once for a wedding. Nice. I'm wet. actually going again, yeah. hopefully, in October for a wedding. One of my best friend's weddings. It just feels super weird. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I have no visit clue where wrong. it was. I was a kid, but I know we got a... My dad, mom and I were driving there and my dad was driving and got pulled over by a cop cuz he was speeding. <laughs> Sounds like sp- the New York State Police. <laughs> but he, he explained that we were a going to a wedding and didn't want to be late and b he's not from around there so he didn't know the speed limit and they let him off with there a warning. Go. So there you go. Kudos to dad for talking himself out of that situation. I was just like I was just like what? Like I was little so, I just saw, like, two stadies, one on, like, the passenger side of the door. I was like, why are they surrounding us? I didn't understand the <sighs> protocol of, like, what they do, like, what <laughs> I people run up. or whatever. I was just like, what's going on? <laughs>
2: so, uh, shouts so, yeah, to my best friend, story, Woody, who just got married last year in Saratoga Springs, New York. So, while well, we're talking Hey, about great place! That's right by weddings.
0: me. Very nice. Very nice area. Great racetrack, too. Saratoga racetrack. Um, definitely, I mean, I haven't been to many racetracks, but. Uh, from what I hear from people who do travel around to several ones, I hear it's actually quite nice. And I, uh, I've i been there quite a bit over the summer. I, it sucks that it's only open for, like, two and a half months, something like that. Um, but great place to go and spend the day with the family or gamble excessively, depending on what kind of person you are. But
2: Our, our racetrack up here is pretty cool, too. We got Delmar uh, Del Mar racetrack. Um, they do a summer concert series where if you... Ooh. By admission to the racetrack, which is only like five dollars, uh, mm-hmm. you get to go to a free concert afterwards, and sometimes they have pretty good artists. There.
0: That's that's pretty sweet.
1: I've I've never been to a racetrack, and probably never will. I don't know, not my thing.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't consider myself like a hardcore <laughs> Sorry, race guy, but it is like a it is a fun <laughs> I feel like time. I just, I just sucked
1: the life out of that conversation. <laughs> no, it's like, you know, you don't
0: have to love it, but it's a it's a good time. You know, also a lot of good food there saratoga shout out the mac and cheese truck at saratoga their buffalo mac and cheese is mm.
1: it's Ooh. choice it's choice lobster mac and cheese oh in yeah New england crab mac down superb. here either one Ooh.
0: but either one Ooh. barbecue yeah, barbecue I'll mac and cheese later. is always good you could,
2: if you do like a you brisket brisket mac here. and cheese i
0: gotta go eat <laughs> I know we're going to try to keep this episode a little bit shorter this week, so let's jump it's into a little gonna, bit how, of how we doing Bruins sofa. talk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not great, but that's what I'm saying. Let's get into a little bit of Bruins talk here, and we can pretend we're still going to actually go a little short this week. Uh, Drew, I want to toss this one over to you here, because I know you're Ooh. a big swimming guy.
1: Yeah, and Vladar, <laughs> according to my track record. now I'm swimming for sure. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I thought you were going to ask yeah, that, a question. But no, no, I'm just that was ta- just to just talk. The hey, go thing. ahead. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, yeah, airplane food. Um, no. uh, Swayman <laughs> is a finalist for the Mike Richter Award and the Hobie Baker. And for people who aren't familiar with the NCAA, Mike Richter is basically the Vesna of NCAA hockey. Uh, and the Hobie Baker is the MVP of the year. Uh, so... That's huge. I kind of expected him to be up for the Richter, and I expect him to win it. I believe a lot of people in the uh, college hockey realm believe he will win that. But as a, as for the Hobie Baker, I wrote an article for THW about this like, maybe a year, year and a half ago. Uh, so I was doing a lot of research on it, and I believe it came to fruition in the 80s, and only three goaltenders have won it. Uh, so even to be a finalist for it is, is a pretty big deal, and I think they're at the point where there's there's 10 finalists right now, and then they narrow it down to three, and then they, they vote on those three. So, um, But yeah, that, I think that's a pretty big deal and just speaks volumes about how good of a goaltender he is and how promising he is. Obviously, I, I've stated this before, you don't know how that's going to translate to the NHL, but uh, yeah, that that's pretty big.
0: I actually... I believe he is a top three finalist at this point. Yeah, he's one of the three oh, finalists Oh, the rest of these. Yeah, okay, so... Because okay. the Hobie Baker is weird, where... At the beginning, or midway through the season, they'll announce... Um, like, I don't know what officially they call it, but it's like contenders or something like that. And yeah, it's, it's like a like hundred different yeah. people. Like, it's, it's a bajillion to begin oh, at first. Okay. Like, somebody from, like, every team gets nominated. And then from there, they yeah. cut it down to, like, the top ten. Which is where we were at last week when we were discussing him. Um, and then... Finally, they do cut it down to the top three, which is where he is now. I will say, I'm looking it up right now, I don't know this off the top of my head, but the last goaltender to win it was Ryan, Ryan Miller. Miller, yeah, in 2000-2001, uh, playing at Michigan yeah. State at the time. Um, he, oh my god, he had a... He went 31-5-4 and with a 132 goals against and a 950 save percentage. That's just stupid. <laughs> um, uh, I think you gotta win it at I that was totally. I yeah. was
1: telling Chris before before you hopped on the call. Me and Chris were talking about how we didn't do research. I said, "Don't worry, Cam will bring in statistics." So. <laughs> I try to. I try to. I've try to play my role. Um, this season at the
0: University of Maine is junior year. I think we also talked about this last time, but just to refresh our memories: thirty four games played, two hundred seven goals against, nine thirty nine save percentage. Um, definitely, I would say without a doubt, deserving probably of the Mike Victor Award. Mike Richter, sorry, and uh, certainly I, I would not be surprised if he won the Hobie Baker this season. Granted, weird season kind of cut short, but um, you know, no denying that he was among the best of the best this season in college hockey.
2: I'm protesting the Hobie Baker Award because uh, Amherst, Massachusetts native John Leonard did not get selected as a finalist. So, Well, that's his fault. <laughs> he did sign with the Sharks, though, so that's cool. No big deal. I'm
1: friends with his sister. A lot of NHL teams are picking up either the NCAA prospects they drafted or free agents. Uh, I feel maybe they're just bored. I don't know. Yeah, but <laughs> I don't
2: remember when he was drafted. I think he was a first or second round pick.
1: I think Swayman was third or fifth. Uh,
2: I think it was I an odd number. I don't
1: know why.
0: Do, 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 do. He Drafted. Of course I made Cam do some research. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. This is fourth round. 111th Whoa. overall in 2017. Third, fifth, it was an awesome it was <laughs> it was my prediction. To be fair, he got drafted forever
2: uh-huh. ago. So, Yeah, 2017, that's forever ago now. Oh, I lied. John Leonard was drafted in the sixth round in 2018. Yeah, I don't know how you phrase it exactly, but he would be the third. Only two
0: goalies have won it before, so he would be the third. Um, oh, he would be the third. Yeah, ever. which is pretty crazy. So I'm, mean, and yeah, you were right. It was 1980. 81 was the first season that they instituted the award. So,
1: and I think the uh, I think only like five defensemen have won it. It's primarily just like forwards. It's kind of like the uh, the Hart trophies. Didn't Kale McCarr win it last NHL, right? year? Right? Yeah. Yeah. Do I do I have to... So maybe he was the sixth.
0: I think it's. Uh, I don't want to. <laughs> Why did you keep telling you you're wrong here, Dre? To do this. <laughs> Two, four, six eight total but to be okay. fair two of them were in the last three years with kale mccarr and will butcher from denver uh i guess three years ago now
1: well on i wrote i that. wrote my article about two years ago year and a half ago so excuse me for not staying on top of
2: it <laughs> to be fair the extent of my college hockey knowledge it pretty much ends at umass so there you go <laughs> little tidbit here Two players all time have won it
0: from Maine, and they were in back-to-back years, 92-93, 93-94. One of them was Paul Correa when Maine won the national championship in 93, and then it was Scott Pellerin, I hope I'm saying that right, in 92, who won it the season before. So he would be the first one from Maine in uh, almost 20 years. Yeah. So good uh, good on him and definitely promising for the Bruins, obviously, especially with this whole... uh, to Rask retirement stuff that we kind of talked about last week, but um, you know, like Drew said, you got to see how it carries over into the professional game. It's a whole different beast, um, but definitely promising.
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't know if he's gonna, you know, take the starting role right away if Krask is to retire. But he, it is a promising future and something to look forward to. Because I don't, I don't really think the Bruins have had that kind of goalie prospect where you're feeling like, oh, this is gonna be our starter of the future uh in, in a little bit we had some kind of hopefuls like Subban was sort of a hopeful uh, Ma- uh McIntyre which feels <laughs> weird to talk about him now is it was a hopeful and then you got Vladar, who's a hopeful i think Swayman is definitely uh destined for an nhl role as starting goalie whether that be with the bruins or not in the future uh i think you will shut be... your
2: mouth when you're talking to me what <laughs> it'll be with the bruins
1: <laughs> well, I'm just say I'm just saying like, you know, he I'm he could be one of those goalies that changes hands a bit, but I do think he is a starter. He might not be, you know, your top 5 goaltender in the league, but he will be a uh a standard NHL starter. There's Drew's take on the
0: table right there. Ooh. Um another thing I pulled up here from boston.com This is the second year in a row that this has happened, but Brad Marchand named simultaneously the best and worst trash talker in the league by his peers. Uh, According to the 2019-20 player poll, which surveys 588 players on different things, Marchand was named both the best and the worst trash talker in the league
1: for the second
0: season in a row. (laughs) I think think that tells you how well he's doing, I guess. I, I feel like that's a positive for him
2: yeah i think the the people who vote him the worst in the league are just the people who don't like trash talking i think
0: yeah'
2: Is it, he's just like out there constantly chirping, and I don't think he ever really thinks about what he's saying. he's just like yeah no he's he's not like uh he's not like one of the elite cornerbacks in the n f l who like looks up shit about the wide receiver he's going against and like talks about like yeah, really like, intense personal shit i think he's just <laughs> he's just like giving people shit um, and some people like, don't like it, but recognize that it's funny. And some people just really don't like it. <laughs> yeah.
1: I think, I think Drew Doughty is one of those players that does research. Cause I mean, I've watched a lot on YouTube of just like trash talking in the NHL when they're mic'd up and he, I, I haven't seen it in a bit, but I believe he brings up some personal stuff with players. So I feel like he's one of those guys that does research.
2: Yeah. He, he and Matt Kachuk definitely have a, a oh, yeah. thing going <laughs>
0: On that note, apparently, right on cue, Drew, he beat Drew Dowdy in both of those categories. I think Drew Dowdy was second one uh, in in best and worst. So I think you're (laughs) right. I think it's just, like, depending on whether you appreciate (laughs) trash-talking, you vote them the best or the worst. Or maybe it's the wording of the question. Like, who is... Like, if you think the worst trash-talker, like... Maybe not like least good at it, but like who is like the dirtiest trash talker or something like that. Like maybe they're getting confused about how it's worded. I don't know how the survey results are. I think, going I think either.
1: I think either way, Marshawn probably takes the cake on that. Yeah. You no,
2: know, I think way might, you interpret it. I think the real reason is these guys don't take this very seriously, and they just see trash talker, yeah. and they're like, uh, "Who trash talks a lot?" Okay, I'll put Marshan down. And yeah, yeah. It's um, kind of
1: like your uh, your high school superlatives.
2: I don't know. Sometimes, sometimes there's some real like standouts in your high high school's superlative. Oh, like, for sure. Uh, but then
1: there's all those like weird categories where you're like, ah, sure, this guy.
2: Like we had Irene Bright Dumb one for best name, so
0: that's 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 stand out for sure. Yeah, I don't know if we had a best name. I don't know who that would have been, but interesting my, stuff. My
1: good friend uh, Willie Downing, one class clown. We 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 sort of campaigned for that too, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Very important stuff. Um, Martian apparently also in the poll was finished third place for funniest player and best follow on social media. I love his uh, his exchange with Tori Krug. Their ongoing hype battle is is pure gold. Great content on on Twitter and stuff.
1: I think Zidane Ochara should have won best Instagram if they (laughs) had that. Uh He would definitely
0: win most wholesome Instagram.
1: Yeah, literally just like a dad Instagram, a hundred percent. Like when he's taking selfies and stuff, it's like the weird angle of a selfie that a dad frickin' takes, yep. uh, and everything he says is so funny. Love it. Looks like uh, Bergeron got some love in the
0: poll too. Finished mm-hmm. second, I believe. Yep, twenty-five percent of the vote, second place as most complete player. Figured that. Would uh, be uh, lost to Crosby. Sidney Crosby won that one. Yeah. Yep, yeah. and then Sidney um, won
1: by like over fifty percent, right?
0: I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. And then uh, also named, well, I don't know. He came in fourth place for uh, if you have to have one play or one player, or sorry, a team. I'm struggling here. <laughs> it's all good, Cam. One player, We're all you okay? Uh, one you player okay? wanted on a team to win one game, so you had to take somebody to win one game. Bergeron came in fourth. Too many ones and teams and players going on there, but
1: just just take a deep breath. I'm guessing <laughs> McDavid David won that one.
2: Um,
0: let's check it out. I'm gonna to go to the yeah, full survey so. here. I would imagine it's probably McDavid. I don't which know.
1: is which is huge. Like that Bergeron is recognized among those players because you know when you when you want a player on your team or you know most complete player, you, I mean, you know you think of the big guys. You think of Ovechkin, McDavid, Crosby. Uh, the list goes on and on. But for Bergeron to be up there, it kind of shows you. Not just his value to the Bruins, which I think all Bruins fans see his value, and I think we, I mean, I would say he's the best player on the team just because he is that complete player, but uh, among the league, that tells you something. uh, Maybe not recognized amongst fans or writers or anything, but amongst, you know, his opponents and his teammates. It was actually Crosby who won that, beat out
0: McDavid by 14%. Yo! Wow! Yeah. For now, I expect that to change next year. Until
1: until he gets his seventh concussion or mm-hmm. whatever it is.
0: Yeah, and then uh, Nathan McKinnon came in third there. McKinnon is good. McKinnon is, McKinnon's is great. Good. I respect him a hell of a lot as a player. One other thing I want to touch on quickly here: I don't know if you guys saw the athletic television broadcast rankings. The Bruins came in dead last. Not surprising. Yeah. <laughs> Any thoughts on it. that? I, I see, actually, so according to uh, WEI here, it says that the most common complaint uh, among local fans watching the broadcast was the ticker at the bottom of the screen. It wasn't even, um, like, the
2: broadcast team or anything. Well, local locals love Jack and Brick, yeah. so that's – But, yeah, the, the Nesson ticker is absolutely absurd. It's, like, twice as thick as it needs to be. You don't need three different graphics on the screen at all times. It's absolutely terrible. Um, but I'm 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 probably one of the few Bruins fans who thinks Jack is a little extra. I mean, I, I don't know if I'm one of the few, but I, I don't love Jack. I, I think he's he's definitely fine. over the top. Yeah, I mean, uh, but he gets a little extreme when he's like talking about a a hockey game that Canadians. just ended and like comparing it to like the revolutionary war (laughs) soldiers going out and well yeah also there was that one (laughs) reason that was some some guys from boston decided to go take the king's tea and throw it (laughs) into the the habit i Um, love that i I think brick is one of the best analysts in the game um and i I think maybe for maybe for people who aren't from the boston area and don't hear that accent very often it can be a little off-putting uh but just analysis wise he's incredible um kind of balances out jack pretty well but yeah i mean i don't have a problem with the homerism because you're watching a local broadcast i like i don't mind guys who root for the team like that's like i want that i i don't want anytime i watch nbc sports network or whatever and you got guys who have clear allegiances to teams that are rivals of the Bruins get, <laughs> <Pierre Maguire. clears throat> e- or, or you got you
1: got Mike Milbury who's all Bruins even when he's broadcasting Nashville. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah but
2: I, I don't want to see that either I don't want to see like blatant hatred of a team that it, yeah it's so I, I think overall most broadcast teams in the league are pretty terrible uh, and I, I watch a fair amount of them because I have NHL center ice I watch a lot of hockey that's not Bruins hockey and most of the time I'd rather just watch with the sound off with music playing in the background. Cause one, it's not a radio broadcast. I don't need everyone. I don't need someone telling me every time the puck changes hands, who has the puck. Like I can see, I, mm-hmm. you want to look up what the yeah. lines are. Go look up what the numbers are. If you're really having trouble with that. Like I don't need, I base baseball broadcasts are really good because they have time to, You know sit and not really talk all that much and the game within the game yeah they talk they talk about the stats and the the things that are going on but hockey it's just it's all happening in real time and it's really distracting to have somebody just constantly telling you what's going on and i mean jack follows along with the rest of the play-by-play guys in the league and whatever that's the standard but it i don't know i'd rather just watch it with the sound off
1: Yeah, I'll say two things. One that or maybe three. I like Jack's play by play. It's cringy when he goes on a ramp, but it's also entertaining. Uh, Another thing, Brick, I think he is one of the best color commentators in the league. Uh, I mean, that's why he's been brought on to national broadcast during the playoffs when the the Bruins aren't playing or it isn't on Nesson or whatever. And uh, I think he does a great job of balancing out Jack, as you said, but like also dealing with Jack, like kind of reining him in and not jumping on him. Like, do you know how much like I don't know that has to take to not like just say Jack, shut You're up, like, <laughs> please? Or did you, he just like when he when he goes off, he'll like kind of give his he'll, he'll give his two cents. Well, Jack, if I he'll may, steer he it. steps in and does yeah. The... And and he'll, like, steer it back to, you know, like, to kind of give him time to calm down. He'll steer it to another topic. He does a real good job of that. Also, but for baseball commentating, I miss the hell out of Don Orsillo. Oh, man,
0: yeah, I was going to say that.
1: For one, he's actually I talk about my friends a lot the past two episodes, but one of my best friends, he's his mom's cousin. So he my friend sees Don Orsillo oh, at like so family like gatherings once Orsillo. or twice a year. No, no, I I was just like when I learned that, I was like, "Whoa, that's sick, bro." I like learned that in high school. And then also, I was at not to brag, but I've been to a couple no hitters. Um, I was at uh Clay Buckle's no hitter on my hey. 11th birthday. And I held up a sign, and he said, like, transitioning into, like, the second inning or, you know, from a commercial break, he was like, Well, happy birthday, and the Red Sox are coming up to bat. And I, we saw it on TV, and we're like, Ah! Oh. And then we realized, while watching it on TV, my dad helped me make the sign. We forgot the H in birthday. <laughs> so it said birthday. Daddy, like birthday. <laughs> that happened to me
0: once. I made my friend a card and gave it to her, and it said happy birthday, and she's not... I was like probably almost, like, eight or nine years ago, and I never let me let it down. You know, it's all the time I get reminded. I was going to mention that um, because I saw somebody tweet out the last clip where he was, like, waving goodbye to the team, and I, like, almost teared up. I was like, oh, I miss him, and now he's out in the land of Cowboy Chris in San Diego.
2: Yeah, not to make this a Don Arcella podcast, but we have to mention <laughs> we have to not throw to make it a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, I got to go see... Uh, David Ortiz's last game in San Diego when he was doing his tour, and uh, Don Orsillo did a whole like pregame thing out on the field, uh, and yeah. it was really, really emotional, like pretty moving, uh, and I thought that was mm-hmm. really cool. I, I've always loved Don Arcillo. That's actually who I was talking,
1: uh, thinking of when I
2: was talking about baseball announcers yeah. being
1: good. <laughs> and yeah. he's a, he's another one who would do national broadcasters during yep. the playoffs. Yep. Um, and the other no hitter I was at was Derek Lowe.
0: Just in case anyone was wondering, just you know,
1: bragging. Yeah, you know, he he toss me some socks, tickets when all this shit's over, and (laughs) you you know, you may, you may see a no hitter. I don't know. (laughs)
0: Um, to pull it back to the Bruins broadcast, just to wrap up, uh, it looks like Brickley did get love in and out of the market. Actually, apparently, uh, according to W E I, the survey says that he got good reviews nationally and uh, and in Boston um and then edwards of course got the most hate i think from everybody else <laughs> which i don't think is a shock to anyone but i mean like you said he's a he's a bruins broadcaster on a bruins network you expect it to be like that i think he's one of those, he's very divisive right people either love him or hate him um he's definitely entertaining sometimes i think his play-by-play isn't that bad it's definitely full of energy um but he he is a little over the top from time to time for sure but um yeah I don't know at least Brickley's getting some some love cuz I
2: think he does deserve it. He definitely I will say though I get it. chills every time I hear it, and the Bruins knock off Montreal. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. Oh my god. Oh, god. No <laughs>
1: Jack has some amazing calls like that like historic calls but uh, then you see, just see during like the second period of a regular season game where he goes on a rant like that wasn't a penalty. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I like his uh, how's your entertainment factor call. I like that <laughs> one a lot
0: when it's going end to end and then
1: they go. You know that one. Who yeah.
2: has more fun than us?
0: Yeah,
1: that's
2: a Who pretty good one
0: too. And us? I'm like, you yeah. know what? You're right, Jack. Who does I've have wanted- more fun than you? <laughs>
1: for a while and i probably should do this uh i may i make like bruins pump up videos and shit for youtube because i love video editing but i've wanted to do one of uh, jack edwards uh best slash most cringiest calls (laughs) (laughs) and it'll probably be like 20 minutes because he has so many but like great and probably more cringy than great but uh yeah that knockoff montreal I mean, if I really thought about it, there's a bunch there that are so good. Oh, there was was a fight with uh, McQuaid, um, and he's like, he's just using his face (laughs) as a punching bag. Was that the Rafi Torres fight? Uh, uh, No, no, it was against uh,
2: Zaborov. Okay, because he did did get really into that uh, Rafi Torres fight, which is one of my all-time favorite fights. There's a... he gets into most fights. <laughs> the the Rafi Torres fight was... Yeah, I mean, he gets into fights that aren't even, like, real fights, which is very cringy. But um, I, I believe Andrew Ference was going to the corner, and Torres stopped short and kind of, like, he shouldered him, like, right in the head. And just out of nowhere, like, full speed, Adam McQuaid, tossing his gloves already, just comes into the boards and just absolutely wipes the floor with Rafi Torres' face. Uh, One of my favorite fights of all time. Look that up if you haven't seen it.
0: I'll have to look it up because I don't remember that (laughs) one too much. (laughs)
1: I saw what you're doing, Cam, and I did the same exact thing. So you gotta do it. Uh, one of my favorite... I took a picture of
0: all three of us. Though, there you so. go. There you go. One of my favorite all-time uh, Bruins moments <laughs> was Andrew Ferretz flipping off the Montreal crowd. <laughs> oh god, that literally... and then and then his his post-game explanation that it was a glove malfunction was one of the richest moments I've ever seen across any sport. It was just beautiful. So I had to, I saw that on Twitter I don't know yesterday or something I had to throw that in there but
2: so yeah do we time. do we want to talk the uh, what Nessun's doing with the like rerunning the whole 2011 playoffs and uh, NHL networks also doing some yes. some reruns of of good games I, I recently watched the uh, 2013 game seven against uh, Toronto um, that was the it was the first time I'd watched that since I watched it live and holy cow, did I get into that? Uh, I was very invested in a game that I already knew the outcome of. (laughs)
0: that's like me every time yeah, i we watch were, miracle like i'm always worried i'm like <laughs> what if history changes and they lose to the soviets this time <laughs> is it my fault
1: like fuck we, we should do an one? alternate history version <laughs> they probably do that they probably did that in russia by now where it's an alternate history version they're like we didn't <laughs> yeah. use that one <laughs> um we were I, I i was watching that game seven two i caught it at the end because i was like all i want to watch is the third period and yeah I the last missed like most of the third period ten minutes or whatever I, yeah, I saw the tying goal, and then I saw the OT goal. And I I live in a duplex with my cousins and uncles, and we're all huge hockey fans. So I went over theirs for OT, and my cousin was telling me how my uncle was just like so intense during it, as if he didn't know the outcome. He's like,
0: "Shoot it, shoot it, shoot it." <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: I kept. Uh, yeah, no, that was fun. Like ten
2: seconds before the goal, like I knew when it was happening just based on like. I don't I didn't remember the exact times, but it was like I, I knew like, OK, so I know who scores this goal. I know what line comes on before them. I know this is happening. And so like 10 seconds before yeah. the goal, I'd be like, "Ooh, oh, it's happening. It's happening.
1: <laughs> yeah. For for that OT goal, right when I saw Bergie at uh, Marshawn on, on the ice and I don't think Sagan was on their line at that point. No, he was on the
2: line during he was, overtime because Yager was hurt. But he was, yeah, he was exactly. on the third so line. So when
1: I once I saw all three of them, I was like, oh, this is the shift. And then 30 second late, seconds later, I was like, I know this is the shift because I saw the uh, like the original Sean on net. And I knew Bergy was going to come out of nowhere. If you're watching it on TV, he came out of nowhere. Like you could have thought he went for a line change, but he just came out of the freaking right side <laughs> of the screen and shot. Ah, oh, love it. And then, of course, I was talking about this on Twitter uh, with somebody, of course, Chara is the first person who got the hug. Uh, Someone had said that, and I responded, try escaping a bear hug from Zdeno Chara (laughs) in a Game 7 win where you were three goals down in the third. (laughs) Like, that wingspan, man, no escaping that. Now,
0: just for clarification, so people don't tell us we're stupid on Twitter, that was... 2013. We said 2011 earlier when we were talking. But,
2: oh no no! I said well, we were, no. I said uh,
0: he prefaced
2: it. Oh did you? Uh, okay. Nesson Nesson's probably... replaying the 2011 uh, playoffs. NHL Network. Oh okay. Yeah NBC Sports was also doing that. Okay yeah. yeah. NHL Network and NBC Sports. I guess I might have watched it on NBC Sports actually. Uh, but yeah, they they were just showing a bunch of classic games. Last night I watched the uh, 2000 uh, Stanley Cup Final deciding game I don't remember if it was a game seven or not but um, there was it was like a double overtime game between the stars and uh, and the devils um, that's always was
0: that fun. the uh, Billy Garen like dancing on stage afterward
2: don't remember I didn't I watch know. after I,
0: I have this old like VHS tape I don't remember what, what was it called some NHL like highlights and video from like over, I think it was about 2000 I remember watching this and I was like years old, um, but I just remember Billy Guerin slugging a beer on stage after they won, and then just, like, dancing, and I was like, ah, Billy Guerin, all right, cool guy, cool guy Billy Guerin.
1: <laughs> but fl- flashing back to that 2011 Montreal series, which they've been playing, I think on our uh, day of recording, I think they're playing Game 7 tonight, or maybe they did no, it last they, night? No, they did it uh, two nights
2: ago, I think now they're under the Philly series.
1: Okay, okay. Because I, re- uh, I recorded
2: that game, so I'm going to watch it soon, and I think... I'll probably just record Game Four of the Philly series. That series was like a yeah. nothing. it was very cathartic to sweep them in a playoff series. Yeah, after, yeah, after yeah for sure. I think the twenty like, ten
1: fiasco. Like sports have romance, man, and that was that was romance it's coming back. You know, you go on and win the cup, but you slay that demon on the way by sweeping them i was in college at the time
2: and uh in philadelphia and so a whole bunch of my friends were philly fans so when the bruins went up three nothing everyone was shit talking being like oh you guys are gonna blow it again that must have been an awful 48
1: hours yeah was terrible
0: (laughs) yeah and then a good summer after that so you're right Um, (laughs) yeah that that, you, you say like Sports are romantic, and obviously we're biased here as, like, Bruins fans, but I really do think that was Well, no, I think just in general, you know? Oh, certainly, but I think that was one of the most, like, romantic playoff runs ever between, like, it just did not get more exciting between, like, Game 7 against your, like, hated rival, and then second round, like you said, slaying the demons of 2010 Flyers series, and then another Game 7 against Tampa Bay, and then another Game 7 in the finals against Vancouver, like...
2: After going going objectively 2 yeah. uh, at home yeah against, like against Vancouver so
0: objectively that was one of the most entertaining playoff runs that I've ever seen oh, definitely yeah. like it was just it, you couldn't have written it better like mm-hmm. it, it was it was Hollywood all the way but
1: yeah for sure I think uh well in that in that Montreal season or uh, in that series sorry I was it felt like a season <laughs> yeah I was, I mean that's a great series just coming back down 2-0 and I believe I'm, – I'm forgetting now. I believe they dropped both of game one and two at home. Yeah. I, I and then so, they yeah. had to go to Montreal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they won game seven at home, yeah. Which is just so hard to do, but such a great thing that they did. Yeah. Uh, I was fortunate enough to go to game five, which Eww. went into double overtime, and Horton scored the double OT winner. Mm-hmm. And I was sitting not – was I in the balcony? I was either balcony or, like, high up in the in the load seats and, uh, like, right behind the net. So, during that double OT, Horton's goal was on the other end. And I just, all I remember is a huge save by Tim Thomas, like, because I was right behind him. And it was, like, a, one of those post-to-post saves, like... I I thought the game was over. It was like a two on one rush or something like that. Oh, yeah. And I, I, my heart sank. Like it was in my throat. Like I was about to freaking cry. He had, (laughs) he
2: had so many of those types of saves in like just overtime throughout the the whole playoffs, not just the series, through the whole playoffs.
1: Um, which is but there was one there that was uh, that I, that won them the game. Like obviously Horton needed a score, but it became a thing where uh, at a certain point you were just expecting to make those
2: saves. So I forget which game of the uh, Vancouver series it was, but it was the one. It was the pump tires game where Luongo yeah. was criticizing Tim Thomas for how he played a certain uh, certain play, but. Uh, I, we were expecting him to make those types of saves, even though nearly impossible saves going
1: yeah. across the crease. And yeah, the most hybrid hybrid goalie that's ever lived, <laughs> Tim Thomas. And, and possibly the bre- the best save of that run was the one against uh, Tampa, where he just nabbed yeah. it with the stick. I forget who shot it. Or the, the Michael Ryder save. Nine. <laughs> oh Michael Ryder for sure. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> Dude, oh my god. That was so good. And wasn't that on his off hand too? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Like the stick like the stick was on his backhand facing out. So I think that was kind of the wrong hand to save it with. I'm not I'm not hundred percent sure on that. Mm-hmm. But oh that it, I mean Ryder during that playoff run, like was so good. He I mean, granted I was in eighth grade during this, okay? When they won it I was in eighth grade. I remember it was one of the last days of eighth grade when we went in there, and there was like, you know, like maybe six kids in my class, and we were all like super pumped and like, ah, why are we in school right now? We should be just like have a day off. It's a national <laughs> holiday. Um, but yeah, I remember him. Just I feel like he stepped up his game during that series. Not that he was like bad during the season or anything, but I think he, you know, if you if you think about. You know, top five skaters of that of that whole playoff run. He came in super clutch. Yeah. It was
2: more vintage Michael Ryder than what you'd seen from him like the past couple of years. Yeah, I'
0: uh, gonna jump in here real quick. I've been to one playoff game, which was in oh my, it was a decade ago now. That's crazy. Twenty ten uh, quarterfinal series against Buffalo. Oh, I thought and... you were gonna
1: say Game Seven against Phil. Oh, no, no, <laughs> I don't know if I'd be here.
0: Uh, yeah, so I, I don't know. I want to say it was Game Three. It might have been Game Four. I forget exactly, but the loudest building I think I've ever been in was TD Garden, because Johnny Boychuk absolutely murdered Matt Ellis with a perfect blue line hit, and I I remember like we were watching the game. Blah blah blah. I looked away for like half of a second, right as the hit happened, and the place just went bananas and like and it scared <laughs> the shit out of me because I was like, what the hell just happened? And then I looked down, and Matt Ellis was just, like, dead on the ice. (laughs) Johnny Boychuck, and everybody lost their shit. And I remember going home afterward and looking up the highlights and just being like, holy fuck. Like, I kind of saw that in, like, the corner of my eye, but, like, what the hell was that? And if you Google, I'm pretty sure if you Google, like, Johnny Boychuck's Sabers hit, like, it's the first one that comes up. Um, But definitely, it was crazy. My eardrums were pierced at that moment, but uh, good time, though.
1: The lo- and not to make this a, a Drew Johnson bragging about how many playoff games, <laughs> and great games he's seen. Because I mentioned the no hitters earlier. Uh, I was at the game, game five against uh, Montreal in 2011. I and I'm fortunate enough that like I have my dad and uncle who are willing to bring me and my cousins to these big games. Um, thank you to you guys, if you're even listening. I know my dad listens. So I don't know if my uncle listens, so. Fuck you if you're not listening, <laughs> Uncle Greg. Happy birthday yesterday. Oh, man, April that's tough timing the <laughs> oh, <buddy>. Um, <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> so, um, but I got- <laughs> Fuck you, I went happy too, birthday. All right. <laughs> fuck you, happy birthday. There's a great Cage the Elephant album. Thank you, happy birthday. Thank you,
0: yeah, it is a good one. That's, uh, no um, rest for the wicked and Judas and all that. Nope.
1: Ain't no is rest for the wicked was on their first album. Yeah. Oh Thank wait, you Happy you Birthday know is their second. You're right. You're and right. Me and my me and my friend. the were one with spiders talking on? It? About how we're uh, convinced that Thank You Happy Birthday was recorded in one night when they were snorting a lot of coke and doing acid. Anyway, because <laughs> it's just such a fucked up album, but it's great. Anyway, my point. Uh, in 2013, I got to see game, uh, see Game Four sweep of the Penguins. Uh, in 2018, I saw the Game Seven against Toronto, and then I got what this inspired me to talk about. This sorry, but is uh, was Game Five of the Stanley Cup Final against uh, the Blues, which you know didn't end well. But it was the loudest I had ever heard the Garden when Chara returned with the cage after the broken jaw. That ovation yeah. was absolutely insane. I have. Granted, it's the Stanley Cup Finals, and it was my own the only final I've ever been to, but final game that I've been to. But that that crowd for that ovation, insane, it, absolutely insane.
2: Sick brag, dude. But I went to. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I'm,
1: I'm I'm very sorry. I don't, I'm not. I went to, to game say, like, two me,
2: of. Uh, I am. Ducks predators uh, in 2017. So suck it.
1: Whoa! Yeah, no, I I didn't I didn't mean to be a dick there. I was just, I was, <laughs> I was just trying to be. a dick. No. I was. It's the one thing I can like you know talk truly about cause, you know I fuck up a Speaking lot. Speaking of this, Trulies, was, uh, Cam, fuck those, uh, what you fuck drinking? Those. I'm, I'm having
0: those. a little some lemonade here. I'm trying to keep. it Oh, um, you're drinking a truly <laughs> yeah, oh, Switch it up a All little right, bit.
1: so so I meant to brag against Cam, not Chris, you no Trulies when stuff. you're drinking Trulies. Ain't no, no r- fuck that shit. <laughs> fuck that shit. <laughs> uh, no, it's all I drink is beer, and like I'll take tequila shots. That's oh, all God, I drink. I
0: hate tequila. You do like tequila?
1: Tequila's tequila's my shit, bro. Because oh, I drink so much Corona that it's like out it's of like shots. The it hits me easiest. <laughs> well, it's, it, Corona's tequila based, so you kind of have that element in it. So taking a like, I can't take shots or like anything else, but tequila I can handle, which is super weird. I like I good know. tequila. Uh, can't really do, even bad tequila, I can't really right. do bad tequila.
0: <laughs> oh god bad tequila is worse than bad vodka gold
2: um so there's a they do a couple of festivals in old town san diego um they do a dia, dia de los muertos uh, festival and then they do a cinco de mayo festival and it's like they do tacos and tequila tastings and you just like buy a ticket and you can go to any restaurant in the whole area and they'll Give you wow. a taco
1: and how much? How much is the? T- how much is that ticket? It's like twenty bucks. Jeez, but that's, we got them. We sweet. got them for
2: free because we know the uh, person who runs it. So,
1: damn! Look at you bragging now. Yeah, who's bragging now? <laughs>
0: taco Tuesday.
1: Cam, what's your brag?
0: You got to brag about something. I, I don't know if I have much to brag about, really. A sick
1: honestly. goal you scored in hockey? I don't know. Yeah. Um, you talk about playing hockey a lot. Yeah, Cam's, so. already been,
2: Cam's already been bragging about being an athlete this whole time, so.
1: <laughs>
0: I never said I was a good one. No, my best moment in hockey was. in Cam, the you're on mute. Right, nice. Though, Some silence. Oh, I'm talking. <laughs> I'm not muted. It's just. <laughs> <laughs> <That's> <laughs> not, not, so I'm not. I'm not. No, 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 no. It's not. It's not on mute. Look, He's look, look, look. He's on mute. this like,
2: mic is not on mute. Oh man.
0: Yeah. This mic's not working.
2: It's, it's coming in. Wow. I can see it on the and thing. And on that <laughs> note, uh, on. this has been the Johnny Busick <laughs> no, <on>. episode of <laughs> Bruins and Bruins.
1: <laughs> I want to give oh, drops out of the call. I don't think we should edit this. I think we should stay no, here. This, this is chill. Uh, so what do we want to say about Cam while he's gone?
2: Am I back?
0: Here we uh, go. So no, I need to Kenzel, restore my oh, gosh, good name. Can you hear me been. now? Oh. He's back. Damn All it. Right. So I need to restore my good name cuz I have fucked up a lot with the mute button over the course of this podcast. This was not one of those times. That's why I had to show you. It cut out because of my internet. It was not it was not the, the mic. I still had it coming up here. So did, you, did you did you
1: hear game. anything I said about you? No, you I gone? assume it was all, all beautiful right, good. things. All right, then, then you have to edit and hear what I said. In the words of are not the we're not chopping any. We're tell not me, not I'm pretty. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you are pretty. Yep. Sure. Yep. You're not handsome, but you are pretty. So no, I was gonna
0: say though my uh, my top athlete moment was not even a goal that I scored. I just had an assist, and then somebody else had a dirty shot. So uh, there's nothing much to brag about there. Shout out Georgie nice. Cox though. One of the best clappers I've ever seen. OT winner championship. It was nice. My man.
2: Sounds like a, a Bergeron.
0: It was. It was an absolute <laughs> bomb. Post to post. we actually... We just found recently a video of it, like, taken from, like, a grainy-ass cell phone, like, super blurry, but you can hear the post go, bing, that, that like, brought a, me Like back. a
1: flip phone? Like a flip yeah, phone? Yeah, like, actually, video. though, yeah.
0: It was, like... <laughs> it's probably, like, like, eight different, like, whatever pixels on the entire screen, like... But you can hear it, so that's what Wait, I
2: I need some clarification. Is it more of like a Bergeron half-clapper from the middle, or was it like a No, it was coming out.
0: All right, so here we go. I'm just going to go. It was like a a a pasta,
2: like top of the circle kind of.
0: It was 2016 Connecticut State Championship, which I lived in New York, but we played the Connecticut State League for some reason because it just had the few teams. Because of Watertown, Connecticut, (laughs) overtime, (laughs) came around the net, fed Coxie. As soon as I saw him he's taking it down Love the that wing. Nickname. Oh yeah. As soon as I saw him take it down the wing and wind up for a clap, I was like, It's over. He walked in just inside the blue line, right against the boards, just unleashed an absolute bomb, far post, beat the goalie glove side right off the post. So it's not him. a
1: Bergeron or a goal, that's like a Johnny Rocket. Yeah, it was kinda
0: like a Johnny Rocket and then he had like a like an almost. I don't want to say like the ever he didn't do the slide, but he like you know, he went sprinting down the ice and we all chased him and and yeah. it was a good time. Shout out youth hockey. Those are the days. I, guess, I don't know if it's youth hockey when you're, like, 18, but whatever, like, No, 17. you're an adult, then, then it's, it like, is adult beer hockey, league, right? but we're not allowed. No, you can't <laughs> drink beer at 18 midget hockey, so it's, like... In Europe, hey, it's well, beer Yeah, it's, yeah it's <laughs> Try to tell me that. Yeah. Well, I'm. you know, I at the rinks, so I, I don't know, my parents probably wouldn't have loved the idea of me drinking during a game when I was <laughs> playing contact hockey. But...
1: Little did they know what was in those Gatorade bottles yeah, on the bench.
2: Yeah, right? Yeah. and look at you now cam
0: and now look at On a po- <laughs> it was the
2: gateway drug to starting a beer to, hockey to, podcast to pod- <laughs> beer
1: league podcasting <laughs>
0: but oh my we god should, that's gotta be should, our that's gotta be our twitter that's
1: the episode title podcasting.
0: yeah beer league podcast you know what we should
1: it. do when all this is over we should make it a point to like attend beer league games and give our analysis
0: <laughs> we should start <laughs> doing live uh play by play we can see if we can be like a a good broadcast team, just play by play. Yeah,
1: we should live stream some Bruins games and like put Jack and oh, I was thinking beer and... league. <laughs> nah, let's do Bruins. Let's go all in. <laughs>
2: One of the bars down the street from me, a uh, bunch of the guys who are like bartenders there and the owners and stuff all have a beer league team and I've never gone to a game but I think uh, this could be the impetus for getting there. There we go. You should
0: become a hardcore fan. Yeah. Like, pay your chest. Show up with a sign. Bring extra hats and taste and get a or You can just throw on like thirty of them all by yeah. yourself. That's the way to do it.
2: Uh, Chris, what are you seeing today? What am I singing? Uh, I'm actually not singing because my hair nah, is working.
0: I'll so. sing. Oh, you I'll are sing. singing. Oh, shit. I forgot about that. I'll sing all right, if you want. Drew's going to sing. I feel like it's got to be Cage the Elephant now. We talked a lot about Cage. so
1: No, I have something lined up. Oh, all right. He's so you ready. Had He's performing. You, you, uh, you had mentioned earlier that you had a VHS tape of like, hockey highlights or something. Yeah. Um, I don't know what people say, as we always talk about on this podcast. I feel like none of us listen to each other. Um. (laughs) (laughs) something
0: like that no that was
1: you were right on that one actually i'm literally not listening right now
0: (laughs) (laughs) apparently he's listening enough to know that we're talking about not listening so (laughs) on
1: on vhs i had a hockey blooper or no it was sports bloopers in general uh on vhs uh tape and one of the songs out on it i will sing i suppose if you know it sing along (laughs) body if you know you know if i knew you were coming out to baked a cake baked a cake i did not big mistake if i knew you were coming out to baked a cake how are you doing how you do how you do it's a low moment well you don't know where you came from and you don't know where you've been so the blah 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 and dig 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 right in Wow, that if was... If I knew you were coming well, still out happening, of baked a cake. <laughs> 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 big mistake. Big if mistake. If I knew you were coming <laughs> out of... Talk about a big mistake. mistake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>